Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. It's a very special episode, which means Daniel will either learn the meaning of heavy flow or salty spray, but whatever, Sonny Moon Fry is gonna have issues. And I will always love you. <laughs> We're the podcast that tends to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I was Max. And I might be Daniel. Questions is out. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, and I guess we better go on with the episodes. Ooh, but it's a very special episode. It's a very special episode. I just got screamed at by the guy in the bike shop. Did you just the bike shop? Because I was almost, almost screaming at you. <laughs> Mr. Drummond's is not happy. You didn't have the correct chain. That was the only special episode I ever knew. Oh, did you? The different strokes were Arnold and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Anyway, special episodes are an American thing, not an English thing. We just call that drama. Um, <laughs> tension! Tension! <laughs> we are here for episode 11. Yes. But it's not going to be a normal episode. No, it is not. No. One is a, it's a, it's a double recording episode, so we may be a little buzzed. Um, and also, right now... Actually, no, you're not. This is the whole funny thing about these episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Is that uh, the reason Daniel could not record last Tuesday was because he was on a cruise. And it was Thursday, not Friday. Thursday. So, <laughs> Thursday. so actually, even though you may think we recorded our special so-and-so could not record this week episodes while they're away, we actually recorded them before. Four, right. Because... While they're away, that it's it's very confusing. It, it's the magic of podcasting, listeners. It's called planning because we are planners. And whereas Daniel is being very elegant and lean cuisine about the whole, he's going away for a week. In a couple of weeks, we're gonna to have to deal with the fact that I've got to do a special episode and then work out how to record from England. But anyway, we're gonna test and Google record. Don't you worry, listeners. We're not gonna leave you out there in the dark like Norman Desmond did. Right now, Daniel is walking through the Titanic. I am. He's given full hat game. I, I, you know, Rose, get the fuck out. He has mouthed you money at multiple people. Cal, where's Cal? Where's Cal? He's done that weird thing where you turn your teaspoon to the side and clean it before you take it out, which no one in England knew you could do, but apparently you could do. You can in America. Where dreams live. Dreams live in America. Do you want a fun fact? I do want a fun fact. I did not realise that Kate Winslet did not use an English accent through Titanic. Have you not seen Titanic? Did you Three not times hear... at the cinema. Did you not hear Titanic? I thought she had this weird English accent. She... So I'm going to say this. As an American, she was not doing the Mid-Atlantic draw, which would have been appropriate for Philadelphia at that time. Which is where she's supposed to be based. Well, because I thought they were coming from England. Like, he went to England, picks her up, and bore over. No, no, no. She was on a trip in Europe for the summer. Well, actually for the winter. Sorry, at that point. If it was in April when the Titanic sank. So, she was in a trip for the winter. So, she was on the Mediterranean, Monte Carlo. Um, no, she was supposed to be from Philadelphia. Like, she was supposed to be, like, old American money at that point. Do you want me to be left as a seamstress? No. Can I ask you a, a very personal question? Well, you, you can ask me anything, my dear friend. What do you think happened to her mum? I think her mom died of a broken heart, probably. 
Like within like five years after that. Do you think that she just basically stayed as a guest at Molly's house for a while? No, because Molly lived in Denver and she could never be like, she could never go to Denver. Like I feel like she was guest at Cal's house because Cal survived. But no one knew Cal survived. Oh no, they did, didn't they? Uh, yeah, we knew Cal survived. Here's the thing. Molly was from Denver, and Denver was new money, and she didn't want to... Uh, so my mom and dad went to Molly's house during their visit. I never went to Molly Brown's house. Cassie apparently went to Molly Brown's house. My dear friend Cassie from her co- yeah. podcast co-host. Yes. So my parents actually said it was very, it was very, it was very interesting. Daniel was presently on a cruise, so we are going to do a bit of a different episode this week. We're calling it speed dating, really. Really? So we could... It's, do... it's a big advertisement for me. Yes, we could do culture this week, but everyone knows that we don't talk shit about the good culture, so we'll do a big no. culture catch-up. No. But anyway, so what we're going to do is... Hold your horses, my dears. We're going to be personal and intimate and give you a s- glimpse behind the curtain, really. Daniel! Oh God! Help I us. know, but did I before we begin? Yes. Did I ever tell you about a time that I bartended a speed dating event? You did. You did, and I've laughed several times on this story. So I worked in the bar before I got my my job job, um, and I'll say that that uh, that. No, no, it, it was a legit job. job. But I did it's a job, legit but job. I did not like. I, I don't like bartending. I hate people. Max is not cut out for it. I mean, he is, but he, he doesn't want to do. I'm it not time. the best. So I bartended, and the bar that I, I think it's now Crazy Aunt Helen's or something. It's called down on uh, Barracks Row. Uh, the bar that I worked at, and I did not work there a year before COVID, but the on. When COVID hit, the bartender, who was a Floridian, decided to keep it open against Mayor's orders and got in trouble. But anyway, that's how it We should go there. We should go there for a brunch. Yes, we should go there. We should also go to Ambar at some point here. Yeah, so I, the upstairs, used to host a speed dating event, and I was the bartender for it. Uh, The host of it was amazing. I can't remember his name, but he was really lovely and made everyone tip me. But I've never seen so many people eat whilst dating so I have a weird subconscious thing where I do not eat well in front of people well I will eat Fair. we're always in together I'll eat but I will not I usually eat on my own and I just saw people devour food it was just so weird not for speed dating no. not for speed dating I'm it was steak. such a weird thing but speed dating looks fun um, so I would do it at some point so I'm going to be very honest with you I've speed dated once and I will never do it again but I didn't like Athens, Georgia, and I'm like, nope, not here. So, Daniel, we're going to speed date with you, but can yes. you just tell us up front what's your last speed dating experience? Well, it was in Athens. I was in grad school. I think I was like 24 at the time. It was for a mutual event at a queer friendly bar, and um, I did not get um, met, um, linked up with queer individuals, put it that way. So I, it was a lot of like speed dating with like females, and I'm like, I, I've got nothing to offer you because I am not. That's here. how you met your first wife. It's how I met my second wife. No. <laughs> this week is all about Daniel. Mm, yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for all this jelly? Is the question. No, I not Jello. I'm more like, I'm American now. Oh, okay, Jello. And we're gonna go into the speed dating, the ding 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 of the bell, and Daniel, 
Why are you abandoning this this week? Um, because my father and my aunt and I are going on a cruise because we were originally supposed to go to a cruise in the UK. It got canceled because of COVID in 2020, 2021, it got rescheduled. And uh, now we're going to Puerto Rico and the Eastern Caribbean in 2023 because that's where we're at in life and culture. Yes, not the same, but it is the same, but not. I see you're scared to leave America. That's very, very curious. And we'll work out immigration policies afterwards. Yeah, it's questionable. Yeah. But if you must, trying to salvage your reputation as a co-host, give us an elevator speech into about you. So about me, I'm a landscape historian for a federal agency that we will bleep out. Bleep. And um, I'm very interested in how landscape is used as a power institution and you know how queers interact with that space. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Like, less than, you know, 45 seconds. Let's open that nutshell. Where are you from? I am from Alabama and Georgia. I claim both of them because I grew up in Alabama, but went to uh, elementary school and high school in Georgia, but then also went to grad school in Georgia, but was an undergrad in Alabama. So, we're eagle and go dogs. You've just, given us, you've just given us your job. You've just given us your origin. The question is, Daniel... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why should we listen to what the fuck you say? Because I am a queer American with a, a historian who looks back on the past and wants everyone to learn their future. Essentially, I don't want us to repeat mistakes. I want us to move forward. That's the that's the you know Cassandra of all of being a historian is we want us to move forward and learn, but no one ever will. That's the problem. That's interesting. But you actually claim that you're British and Southern. Why should we listen to you? Why prove it? Go on, hurry up. Well, thank you for not reading that correctly, but anyways, yes. I'm not saying again. <laughs> so you actually claim you have British origin and you have a Southern origin. Prove mm-hmm. it. Well, here's the thing. If you apply me with enough bourbon, then I will be very Southern whenever I'm talking. It is very much a uh, deep South draw at that point. But we're not there yet. We're close. Okay, that's a good answer, I guess. I think someone's deflecting. But if someone were to come here from DC, what shouldn't they do and where shouldn't they go? So here's the thing. If you come to DC, do not show up with a selfie stick. I don't care where you're at or where you're from. Do not show up with a selfie stick. I absolutely hate it. Do not show up to the monuments and be like, is that the White House and point to the Capitol? I, I, don't, want, I don't want that story. Important to the Lincoln Memorial and be like, is that is that the White House? And I'm like, no, 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 bitch. That that's the Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln is there. Joe is not living upstairs, nor is Jill. Sorry, you know. How do you feel about that, Max? I I'm gonna turn this on you. How do you feel about that? That that is my biggest like drawback with tourists here in DC. Oh, sorry, I just woke up. You're so boring. Oh my god. Honestly, Daniel. If you weren't being so boring as you, what would you do in D.C.? So, if I was not me in D.C., like, go to see a Smithsonian, go to, like, the Phillips Gallery, go to, like, something obscure, like, go to Rock Creek Park, like, go hike. Like, that's what I'm going to, like, ask you to do. Like, do something off the beaten path. Actually experience D.C. Go to, like, DuPont Circle, go to, like, I don't know, Gallery Place, but don't do anything around the National Gallery. Like, go, like, two blocks off. Like... That's my thing. So someone's had a really nice day. They're touring around the city. They've had a lovely day. I think we all know we're going to get a happy hour and get a meal and get a little nightcap. Yeah. Pick an evening for them. 
Hanging the evening forum. Um, so go to Penn Avenue. Go to um, Philip Richard's. Um, or, or, sorry, Philip Michelle Richard's. Go there for dinner. Um, and then go have a nightcap. Um, at uh, Dirty Habits at the Hotel Monaco. That's my recommendation. Or at the Tavern Inn. There you go. Do you not think the the W for a happy hour? You know, here's the thing. I like the W before new management. Not so much now. Nice view, though. Yeah, uh, great view. Here's the thing. It is worth a view, but it, the management and the experience has gone down since I moved here. So, D.C. is not the only city in the United States of America. Yes. I should know that. I've, I've been to a couple of them. Really? 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 Yeah. Where would you go? If I was not here in D.C., I would be in Chicago. Why Chicago? Not just the men's. It's not just the men's, but it's also very... Oh, very sorry about that, Max. Sorry, sorry about that. I have... Um, they're passing through the bubbles. Um, Chicago has this lovely thing of having green space. It's being on the lake, and it's got density, and it's got height, but then it's also got human scale, like, going in between it. You know, if you're in Chicago, go to, you know, intimate, like eateries like the goat and the girl and then go do a tour on the gold coast like of all the mansions from like the the gilded age like do that like north of the loop and then go to the loop afterwards and like just enjoy the architecture like i'm i'm a design nerd so there we go like that's the honesty of it what the men like in the in chicago though a little bit corn fed and will rail you the fuck well is what i'm gonna say on that one i've been had by many of them there you go fantastic so everyone hits in the midwest for that one or midwest or just a sensitive america oh yeah otherwise known as his arsehole so the top 10 musical artists that you're listening to and why isn't it technotronic great question great question i'm listening to adele i'm listening to abba taylor swift karen carpenter bastille the killers the eagles Stevie Nicks, whenever she is by herself or with Fleetwood Mac, Steps, and Beyonce and Janelle Monet. There you go. Thank you very much. I'm so upset that Sonia is not on there. Really, just Sonia. Really, Sonya. really, Sonia was the one that you were. You upset. don't even know who Sonia is, do you? No, I don't. She's a nice <laughs> singer. I'm not even going to pretend to know who Sonia is. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry on that one. Well, you clearly stumbled to cleanse your palate. What is, was your introduction to culture? Culture in general, um, I'm going to call out my aunt, who I'm going on the cruise on. Uh, she bought me a, a series of Beatrice Potter books when I was a toddler. A little wee glimpse of a thing. And like I remember looking over those watercolors and the ink you can sketch patch or, you know sketches of Beatrice Potter like that's my culture introduction that was the start of it and I I'm not even kidding on that like that was my nursery that was like yeah one time I'm gonna inject myself right now no, one time do. one time my uh mum my nan's best friend in Cornwall who was my aunt but yeah not my aunt uh-huh. said we should go to Jamaica in which is the Daphne de Maurier book yeah, and there's yeah. also a Beatrix Potter exhibition and we went there and it wasn't it was Edward Potter and he was a taxidermist so have you ever seen a my school it's like you've seen it now oh my god that is a completely different experience apparently we loved it I love a two-headed lamb yeah but here's the thing I went to her museum in the Lake District and that is not the same thing like not at the least I'm sorry 
<laughs> sorry. I know you're sorry. Do you have any other gateways to culture? Uh, other gateways to culture? Um, great question. Um, I think that anything by Betty Davis with my grandmother was probably gateway to culture. Why Betty Davis? Come on. Uh, because she would sit with me and she's like, it's the afternoon we've worked in the garden we're gonna watch a Betty Davis film and it's like now Voyager okay so when you say afternoon what do you mean come on so like is this a weekday when you should be at school but the South don't learn because obviously that injects science no Uh, no no no. I mean this is a summer situation so it's like June July so we're working on the garden from like 8 until like you know 11 and we're like harvesting like cucumbers and whatever and then we're like watering the flowers in the other gardens that she's got and then we've had lunch, and then she's like, oh, it's very hot, and it's, you know, we're going to be indoors with the air conditioning, and it's like 1 p.m., and it's like, oh, Betty Davis, now Voyager is on, we're going to watch this. Okay, I see, this is this is now Max learning a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, your grandma was retired. Oh, here's the thing, she never officially formally worked. Here's the funny introduction to my grandmother is that she looked exactly like um, Ava Gardner, and the year that Ava Gardner like won her first like film um, here in the United States, my grandmother won a regional modeling campaign, and because they looked so much alike, and so she didn't work. She did a brief stint of like film campaign, but she was a housewife like essentially. Stunning, but housewife, nonetheless. And so, um, so in the afternoons, like, if we weren't having a garden party with, like, her friends, or we weren't having a, you know, church Sunday school lady committee, like, with her in the afternoon, like, she's like, we're gonna watch a film, and it's like, you know, Betty Davis, or it's like, you know, Sunset Boulevard, or something like that. But you're about to life. Absolutely. Like, here's the thing, she was so supportive of me, like, she, because here's the thing, she knew I was different. Like, I was her favorite grandson because she had nine of them, and uh, I was the oldest. And she's like, You, you are mine, and the rest of them, she could not care less. I hate saying that to all the rest of them. They do, she, though, don't they? Yeah. They, 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 they do, they see it shine out. Yeah. And I think that. And I was it, and she was like, That's it. The, what, I think this tone has changed slightly because no, we did it's a quick, fine. quick it's, fight. But it's fine. But what was there with you though? Uh, so, you, so you were one of nine grandsons. Yes. Yes. Nine grandsons. And yeah. your your brother's older than younger, younger. 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 So was there the jock grandson that she was publicly proud of? So here's the thing: my grandfather was publicly proud of my brother. Yeah. Who was the jock grandson, and that was it. She was just like. Nope, Daniel's the one I love. That was it. Like, she was very vocal. Like, I was it. Like, she didn't care about the rest of them. And I, I hate saying that, but it was very much the tone she took. But did she did, did she ever try and take your sparkle away and go, Daniel, we, we're, no, we are good, but you can't do so and so. I'm, also, no. I'm getting very deep now. Going to no, no. Deep. And here's the thing, Max. This yeah. is what I wanted yeah. you to do. I wanted you to go deep. No, she would never take away my sparkle. She's like, you want to learn how to do this? Like, yes. Like, let's learn how to cross-stitch. Like, let's learn how to do, like, S, Y, and Z. Like, she's like, let's learn about decorum. Like, she was very much like, we're going to make you excel. Like, you want to read X, Y, and Z? Go for it. Like, 
my grandfather would be like, oh, that's not appropriate. And she'd be like, no, he can learn how to cook. Like, there we go. Like, and I learned how to cook because of her. Okay, surprise question. Yes. What's the one thing you do every day that your grandma taught you? The one thing I do every day that my grandmother taught me, uh, it's always to clean your... Clean <laughs> your and drink gin. <laughs> uh, other than drinking gin, it was always to clean your face with noxema. Like, there we go. Like, you would always put it on at night, wash it off, and then put it on afterwards. So, so the hubs one was always you don't need a really good cleanser actually just use a soft dove unscented soap and that mm. will actually do most of the work that you think it's going to do mm-hmm. in the south we go deeper but yes that's no that that's something that I knew that you had a very close um, female influencing in, mm-hmm. in, in you but you were like little Daniel went out like Boo Radley Yes, I was. No, no, no I wasn't. No, who was next door neighbor? Uh, it was Jem Scout. Dill. Dill. You were little Dill. Yeah. And your grandma was Miss Maudie. Yes. No, it was Miss Maudie. No, it wasn't Miss Maudie, was it? It was Miss Maudie. It was Miss Maudie. Was Dill, was Dill Miss Maudie's grandson? No, she was the nephew. 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 Yeah, Miss Maudie's. Yeah. 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 We're going to bring that up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and that's my favorite book. Actually, my, honestly, God, my favorite book. Literally on my uh, list. But you were little yeah. Dill, who. Um, who is actually deal in real life? Uh, Truman Capote. Truman Capote, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. I, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. So you little deal, and you're out there, and I'm over you in a white t-shirt and dungaree, and you're pulling out cucumbers, and in and out and in. And, and out. tomatoes. God, there are so many tomatoes. And I will never shut corn based on my grandmother. Like that—that's my limit. What did you notice with your grandma? We're going back to your question. You've got some set questions from you. What did you notice if your grandma, that I can imagine as a very elegant southern lady, imagine mm-hmm. Olympia Dukakis. Oh, fair enough. What, yeah. what impressed you that she able was able to maintain on her physical while doing work like that so I'm imagining like nails nails is always yeah. the one so nails so she would always have like gloves on but every Saturday she would always get the hair dead because Sunday we had to show up to church like situation and then like Monday there was always like um, you know curlers put in like and here's the thing my grandmother was so vain in the, in the third bathroom of their house it was upstairs she had a um literal like chair that she would sit in to like recurl her curls like yeah, essentially my, yeah, my grandma had that yeah, yeah yeah so like there was the third bathroom like she would go up there and she'd be like I'm gonna be up here for an hour like go watch whatever and and she would like do that like every skin them like like you know every Tuesday or Wednesday like she'd like redo her curls essentially like but it was always she was always put together like you know she had a signature scent it was always like Trezor like there we go and she would always have, like, you know, her lipstick. It was always put together. Like, even whenever she had Alzheimer's, she was, like, put together. Like, she was fantastic. We, you know. Okay, so side, she... side question. Yes. What's same? It was... you back to that. Trezor. Like, literally Trezor. Like, literally Trezor and Chanel number five. It was just, like, those scents. I'm, like, that. that is granny. Like, I'm going to say it, granny. That was, that was her name. Granny. There you go. Granny Louise. And I love the name Louise. Like, it's it's fierce. And she was fierce. My auntie Louise was a fierce person. Like, anyone named Louise is fierce. And she was. She was a Scorpio. She was very fierce. Did you have anyone come into that, though, while you were 
while while you were going through this, like imagine little Daniel sitting there, like getting the little blue um little blue overalls on, and you've got the white t-shirt, mm -hmm. and you're helping grandma with everything in the garden. Were any of the grandkids allowed into that, or was it you time? And were you defensive if it wasn't? So it was very much us time because here's the thing: it was very much my brother and I lived like a mile away from my grandmother, so we were over there constantly. That's the ten minute run training. Yes, <laughs> right. And then my other cousins, the most immediate ones, lived in South Alabama, six hours away. We're not there. And then the other cousins that lived like a block away from them didn't show up until I was like twelve. Why didn't they show up till you twelve? Because my uncle married late. Oh, okay, okay. So that, yeah, it's not yeah. like they appear from nowhere. No, 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 they didn't appear out of nowhere. My uncle married late, and my grandmother actually didn't like them, and rightfully so because they're spoiled brats. So there you go. I would have loved to have met your grandma. She she is the one person I mourn. Like, I love her so much. So I'm going to ask you two more questions and we're going to move on. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. So, first question. What recipe did your grandma give you? Oh, she left me two recipes. Biscuits, which is the American biscuits, not your biscuits. That's okay. And salmon patties. Like, she left me salmon patties and actually cornbread at the same time. So we shall, we shall make those. Yeah. What um, cocktail did your grandma give you? Um, she didn't leave me any cocktails. Did she drink? So here's the interesting story of her. Her father was a um, distiller during uh, the Depression, so it was illegal. And um, uh, there was no alcohol present, but she was like, very much like, here's some Rumpelmeyer spits as like, you know, a cure. So like, there we go. Uh, so there was no cocktails left to me, but she loved sweet tea and she loved herbal tea, which is why I drank like You, you, like, you like tea. One of the questions that came up, um, and it doesn't make sense actually come at the moment, but you mentioned the basic two rollers. So my great aunt oh, was a my great aunt my great aunt oh fuck, so sorry Auntie Debbie. My my dad's sister, uh -huh. Auntie Debbie, is a huge basic two rollers fan. This question makes no sense. So why no. do you why did you bring out the basic two rollers in this question? Because it was to be like ironic, essentially. <laughs> It was like, what was your game? What culture? And why wasn't Shang it? Lang, da, 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 right. And why wasn't the Bay City Rollers? Like, was the question. So, like, we could probably move on to, like, number 12, to be honest. But why do you think you're betting everyone else? Well, here's the thing. I, like, have this, like, great self-awareness that my grandmother instilled in me. And she's like, you're great. So, like, that that's the problem. Is like, we were gardening. And she's like, you're great. And I'm like, I know I am. Right. Quick fire. Name your top five musicals and why. Alright, so top five musicals. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, why? And it's because my aunt saw them in London and 92. She brought the program over and she's like, listen to the soundtrack. She played it. And it was like, it was the first time I like had a musical experience. Uh, number two is Wicked. And that was my mom and I. Uh, 2007, we saw it in the Apollo Theater. She's like, I don't know if I, I, I'm ready for this. And I'm like, tell me why. She's like, I played Galinda as a child in like Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm like, man, house throwing you too. Exactly. And she's like, am I ready for this? And I'm like, you're ready for Wicked. Don't worry about it, dear. 
And we saw it, and like she like stood up at the end of Defying Gravity. It was it was fantastic. Who couldn't? Exactly. Um, my number three is Chicago because I played it in marching band my freshman year. Yeah. Uh, number four is Light in the Piazza because I was a part of that in a college uh, theater production. Why was it such a good show? Because I've never heard. It. I've never. I, I I knew of it. I've never heard of it. What? No, no. Because I know. No, of no, it, no, 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 no. What, yeah, what is a great it? Question. Is it? Is it, a, is it the music, the melodies, or the show? I think it's all of the above. It's it's very approachable. I'm gonna put it this way. Even though it's like two North Carolinians in like Italy, it's very much approachable. Of like, it's a new culture. It's a new experience. And there's like this drama and tension that you have to experience to actually get the show. But yes. Um, and then my last one is Hello Dolly because my dad and my grandmother would actually play that often. It's like we're watching Hello Dolly. There we go. I've never seen it. Have you not with Barbara Streisand? No. Max, they just don't come. Like no, like, no, Max. I will watch this with you. Like they just don't. It's weird. It's like you can't. Or Chamber Spear. You no. do, you you do get used to though, don't you? That there's not a lot of like some sh- some stuff that you just don't hear. No, but I get it. But I would say like the Barbara like version of like Hello Dolly is like par excellence. But it's also it's a good show, Max. It's literally a good show. Like we yes, you need to experience it. So you're stranded on isolated islands. Mm-hmm. What are your top ten? Ten, come on, bitch. Yep. Uh, television shows that you have to watch. All right, great question. So it would be Hannibal. West Wing, Poirot, Schitt's Creek, Veronica Mars, a combination of Ina Garten and Nigella, you know, there we go, and then a combination of Ab Fab, Vicar of Dibley, you know, French yeah. and Saunders, and then GCB and Designing Women, like, I, I, I love it, and then Parks and Rec, like, there we go. I think you got a lot of shows. It's it's a range from dark murder to like comedy. I don't think it's simple to that. I it, here's the thing: if it was more than ten, I would totally add Sybil. But like GCB and like Designing Women, is it better than Sybil? And FAP, like FAP is much better than Sybil. I'm not gonna lie. So unlucky thirteen. What films say five cause you to stop everything and forget your obligations? Uh, the five that stopped me and from doing everything else: Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley, Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, uh, with not Keira Knightley though. Uh, Omar Sharif. Because Keira Knightley did did a version. You know that? Yes, I I have seen that version. It's not the same. Nope. I am Omar Sharif. Yes, Omar Sharif and Doctor Zhivago. Love and Other Disasters with Brittany Murphy. One of her last films. Fantastic. I love it so much. Uh, Auntie Mame and His Girl Friday with Rosalind Russell, both of those. Like, love those. That's interesting. So these are the films you would stop hoping for? Like, literally, if they came on the screen and be like, I'm sorry, I've got another hour, I'm sorry. Like, there we are. Like, or two. Like, sorry. So Dr. Trivago had the ultimate instruction, hello, I am Omar Sharif. Yes. But anyway... That's an, that's it. You got some good films. You know, I'm not. Why those films? Why those films? So, Pride and Prejudice, like, I love Jane Austen. Dr. Zhivago, I just discovered it. Like, as a child, I hate saying that, but that, I discovered it. Like, that that was it. 
Auntie Mame and His Girl Friday was very much my grandmother and my dad both being like, these are good films or Brosnan Russell, watch it. And like, I watched it and I'm like, these are actually great films. Like, the dialogue is succinct. Like, it's fantastic. So what is it about the Joe Wright version of Pride and Prejudice that you like? It follows the book. It follows the narrative. And what it leaves out, it leaves out for good reason. And what it adds, it's great. This is the thing that... So, if you don't know, and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know this, there was a mm-hmm. version of Pride and Prejudice in the, in the late 90s mm-hmm. that featured Colin Firth and Jennifer L. And it basically is the epitome. And um, it follows the Brideshead Revisited in that it follows the book literally word for word. Yes. And Which was, is a little bit trisome. Like, I'm trisome. not going to and, and it is, but it was a very good show. I mean, I didn't yes. watch it at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It was, my parents sent me to bed and my mum went to go to, to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a version with Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. And it's excellent. It's, it's like a really well, like it's it's annoyingly good. And you, I mean, yeah. me and lovely Fran, who was my university best friend, and we used to go to films to kind of get out of the loop together. It's annoyingly good. Uh, it it cuts out some scenes, but it's it's a it's if you want the epitome of a very good adaptation, that film is is, is how do you get the tone? And quite yeah. frankly, because it was. It hit the high notes. It hit all the high notes, and also that they were they were rich but not, they were moneyed but not rich. And I think that was yes. the uh, that was what got it. Lizzie, Lizzie, your mother. But Her nerves. Because uh, was it Brenda Bleffin played the yes yeah because it was Alison yeah, yeah. Stephen played in yeah but mm. the actual scene because they cut the end off it where they all get married. And I think yes. that bit though that I love is when it, it, it there's a camera passes through the house, and there's a scene and it's Donald Sutherland who is basically this grizzled. I adore him so much. I think he's so lovely. I want to be him. Him, but he's Canadian, and he oh, is he? he's Canadian. Yeah. Why well, he wasn't British? But he and must. and he's looking over. Um, the Pickham Norwich. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, he, 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 his wife, played by Brenda Bleffin, yeah. is asleep and he's looking over adoringly. And it says everything about their relationship in one shot. And mm. it basically yes. is that I love you with all my heart so long as you don't speak. Not because she basically <laughs> yes. is, women well, we shouldn't speak, but Mrs. Um, Bennett. Bennett. Bennett needs to speak a lot less. She and, does. Ms. Bennett, and there's this bit where he, you, you see for the, the second that why they love each other. Yes. And that was why the Joe Wright version of that, that book was so amazing. Literally, Max, I will stop everything if it's playing and I'm like, I'm sorry. We have the next two and a half hours to watch this go down. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I will always watch it. But no, it was a really, it was a fantastic. It's it, fantastic. It, he really understood it. Anyway, that's me doing that. No, no, you're you're absolutely fine, and I'm glad you agree with that because it's literally my film, and I'm just like we're stopping everything. We're here. So when I say who are your top five friends, we all know that means what are your top five books? Uh, my top five 
books that we're not talking about the authors. Yes, yes. Uh, my top five books, Pride and Prejudice, To Kill a Mockingbird, Murder on the Orient Express, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, and this, like, camp book, Letters from Mama from the 1950s by David Arquette's father. Like, it's hilarious. David Arquette's father? Yes. He was also a comedian. And so, like, he did this book set in the 1950s of, like, your father has just found his Civil War, like, ordinance, and he went out to, like, hit it with a hammer to see if it was live. It was. And he's blown up. I've got, I'm going up with Stretcher. Like, it's the most hilarious book. I will read it read over and over again. Like, it's fantastic. But on that note, you seem to be very happy with him. Oh, who, yeah. who could you want to read? I would want to read even Wah and Gorvidal at this point. Like, I've not read anything by either one of them. And between you and Julie, I feel like I have to. So, there you go. Thank you, Max, for influencing me on that one. Well, you better read them before you die, but if you don't read them before you die, what's going to be your final meal? My final meal would be escargot uh, for the appetizer, uh, probably duck confit, and then a dessert, a tiramisu. There we go. I don't care if it makes sense. That's what I want. Okay, so why? Because the escargot with, like, the bread is just fantastic, and duck confit is the best taste you can ever have in the world, and tiramisu, it's just coffee, and it's wonderful with cream, it's, what more do you want, Max? That's my question Can I ask you the next side question is, why do you think escargot is not popular over here? I, because people are offended by snails, like... Here's the thing, if I, like, said oysters instead of escargot, like, it would be the same thing, though. I feel like it's, there's no, like, nervous system, like, situation going on there. But it's delicious. But why, so what, it's so weird, because I've had escargot. Yes. I've not had frog's legs. Have you had frog's legs? Yes, I grew up with frog's legs. Are they good? They're like chicken. And I do mean that, honestly, like, they're like chicken. So, do you just have the legs and you just eat them and you're they're like, ooh, they're nice, or... Yeah, you fry them and they're like chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's so odd. That, um, that, that's the southern coming out. They're like chicken, do you fry them? escargot is not... No. Not, not... There's no equivalent for escargot. Like, it's a little bit like oyster strike filler, but not... We'll put it that way. Why Why do you think, though, it has not taken over over here? Because I feel Americans are prudish and it's French and like a uh, hundred reasons, really. But I, are you kind of surprised it hasn't? I mean, it's just weird because I know that the country went through some very big difficulties and you're looking at resources and you have snails and it's just this. So here's the thing I, I'm going to be very honest, I never had Escargot until I was here in DC. Yeah. And it was at Le Diplomat, and I was with Gareth, so like... And, and the, the car came crashing in. Oh, well, the the aviation came crashing in at that point. You know, I, I, I don't know why Escrow never took off. I, I, I don't know. No, I was always curious. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I've had it. So, I'm British. Yeah, are you? Yes. I am. How do you like tea? I like it black. And steaming hot and no sugar. Nothing. 
So how did that come about? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to deep dive no, no, this one. Yeah, because no, I think this is very interesting because as a Brit, so my my tea is I like it to stick for three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I if, like you're, if you're pouring from the pot, so when you do a pot of tea in England, it's one per person and one for the pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let it steep for five minutes and mm-hmm. then you pour it in and it's milk in the cup if you're pouring from the pot. If you're not pouring from the pot, you have to put milk in afterwards if you're doing from the cup. Because it cools down the. So basically, Precious. the idea is that you have to cool, you have to steep the, the bag, mm. and if you mm-hmm. put the milk in, it cools the, the, the tea down. So that is my way of doing it. I like it to steep a long time. I like a very strong cup of tea, but I've made you a cup of tea. So here's the thing my grandmother, back to her, like if we would have. Always back to her. It is literally always back to her. She's behind me right now, poking me in the arm. She is. If we would have tea and we would have it at like 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., like it was always either peppermint tea or it was Earl Grey tea. And there was no sugar, there was no like cream. It was just straight up like tea that we'd have. It was not sweet tea. The chef peppermint after the. if you had a, if you had dinner to chef peppermint, was it was it like because I know peppermint mm. served a lot yes. after stuff. So so here's the thing: she would serve spearmint after dinner. So like I, oh, I love spearmint. Oh. I here's the thing: I love spearmint too. But like for tea, it was peppermint tea. It was never spearmint tea. Like it was peppermint tea, or it was Earl Grey with her. So like that's what I grew up on. And there was no like flourishes. It was just like straight up for having tea. Like it was not sweet tea like you'd have that any other time of the day but like it was very much great to you which I still do do you like Lady Grey? I do like Lady Grey it's a bit perfumey for my liking here's the thing I also like English breakfast but I do not like Scottish breakfast or Irish breakfast I okay why like. gone it's it's just too much in my face like I just can't like get into it okay so the question is Daniel what do you think of the tea that I've made you? I think it's good tea because it's straight up. Like that's the thing because you're like, do you want cream? And I'm like, no, 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 no it's, it's nice fine. Tea. No, it, it's great tea whenever you make it. Like, don't worry. Well, Bob, what are your top five drinks? I'm glad you asked. Um, I tap beer, my... beer, 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 and sex. Uh, that's you, dear. Uh, if it's not with you, it's a French seventy-five, a gin and tonic. A dirty martini, an old fashioned aviation. So there we go. Okay, but then saying that, you you have you I know you to mix drinks. Do you have any hidden talents? Uh well I mix drinks. I also actually do pen and ink sketches and I'm a watercolorist. So surprise I actually have other talents beyond this podcast I hate saying that because it's here's the thing like I was known for it in like undergrad but I hate promoting it here that actually sounds really cute you sound very talented mm, I know but if you were going to be awarded Tony Emmy Oscar Grammy or Olivier a Grammy because I feel like I'm going to do spoken word for a book that I'm going to write in the future or this podcast there we go. I, I Here's the thing. I don't have the talent to do a Tony. I don't have it for an Emmy or an Oscar. Let's be honest, Max. Like, I can't act. But you, when you say you're not a, you're not a Tony Award winner, does that mean you're not truly gay? 
I well, I think I'm a true gay, but I don't think I can act my way out of a you know paper bag. Like that's the problem. Like I'm not Leah Michelle. Like I'm gonna lose against her. Girl. But if you're not, if you're not true gay, how do you know you're a gay? I like penis. <laughs> Is that it? Does you like cock? I I love. I love the cock. I love the cock. I, I also, yes, yes, I love the cock. That was your sexual, ex- your sexual awakening. What was it? It was probably going in the underwear aisles of a TJ Maxx, like, with all the clocks right there. It, bulging, bulging, bulging penis. Peni, really. Is that is that really gay representation for you, or do you remember anything differently? Well, I think it was true. I do remember feelings for Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and, and there we go. Uh, but then he disappeared, and, you know, it just felt awkward at that point that I had feelings for a man, and then I uh, felt feelings for, like, classmates, and then it was like, oh, well, this is real. This is not Hollywood. This is real. So that doesn't make you gay? Oh, it does make me gay. It was in fifth grade, so it does totally make me gay. So where does the report of it all come in? Well, the RuPaul of it comes in about um, uh, sophomore year of college, and I discovered RuPaul uh, season three with Minna Luzon and Raja, and um, uh, watched it uh, every Thursday, or I think it was Thursday night, it might have been Tuesday night, I don't remember really, like, watched it every night, and I feel like Manila was robbed, there we go. You're squinting, dear, you're squinting. I know I am squinting. So, okay, you say top ten drag queens. Okay, can I, can I actually, I don't want to ask that. What are your top three drag queens? I'm going to make you t- ask some questions. Oh, oh, that, uh, that's actually great. Uh, top three would be Trixie, Mattel. Definitely. Yes, go on there. Uh, Peppermint. Nice. And then Jinx Monsoon. There we go. Perfection. Yep. Right. So, we hate to break it to you, but your coverage of news and culture is questionable. What do your go-to sources? Go-to sources is Quirty Instinct, uh, Advocate, uh, Washington Blade, Washington Post. Uh, it's, I know it's all questionable. Like, sorry, listeners. Like, there you go. Those are the top five. Okay. Three, four. I don't know. So, I kind of feel that we've, we've done a lot. Mm-hmm. We've yes. had a chat. It's been very nice, and it's gone deep and dark and dark and deep and dark and deep. But so Daniel and I are sitting here, and we're having a bit of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of curious, as Daniel, like we we step up every week. We have a little chat, and we have a conversation. We record it, we edit it, it gets put out. Why do you think you are suitable to be a podcast host? I'm willing to actually take a platform and to like have a message with it. There you go. You think you have a message? Well, I think I try to have a message. I don't know if it's successful or not, but I'm actually putting myself out there while other people are hiding behind screens on Twitter. There you go. And on that note, Daniel, you are waiting for the date from the priest. Well, yes. He might not show up there. Can you give me us your elevator pitch and why you should be dating the next week? Well, why I should be dating next week is, you know, gosh darn it, I'm a talented bottom and I can do a lot of positions. But that being said, you know, um, I'm willing to try anything twice to make sure I don't like it. Three times if you're good enough. Exactly. On that note, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We've had we have a little bit of a diversion from our usual content, but we love it. Bye, loves.
Bye, loves. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.